0: Good morning sports fans this is Kyle Dirksen on the Great Plains Sports Podcast and this is our 29th podcast together it is October 21st Wednesday and we will look at the NFL week six in review reminder there was no Thursday night football game as the Buffalo Bills had to be moved to the Monday slate due to them playing Tuesday last week. So, the first game is those Houston Texans versus the Tennessee Titans. Tennessee eked it out with a Derrick Henry Jim. 22 carries, 212 yards, and 2 touchdowns. Ryan Tannehill contributed 364 yards and 4 touchdowns. And for Houston, the only positive, really, was Will Fuller. 123 yards receiving and a touchdown. This game went into overtime. Derrick Henry had a 93-yard run in this game. He took it over and made sure that they won. They continue 5-0 on the season. Texans fall to 1-5. We had Tennessee winning, and they did, 42-36. The Indianapolis Colts came back Down 21 points in this game. They came back and pulled it out. Joe Burrow had 313 yards, no touchdowns, and an interception. Mixon had a touchdown catch. Gianni Bernard had one. And Burrow also had a rushing touchdown. Higgins was leading the team in receiving with 125 yards. Phillip Rivers, 371 yards, three touchdowns, and an interception. But Jonathan Taylor was the man on the day with 60 yards rushing. And Burton had the one carry, one yard, one touchdown line that every NFL player would love to have for only one yard. And Johnson led the team in receiving with 108 yards. Colts were the better team here in that defense in the second half. Only gave up three points. Colts won 31-27. We had them winning. We we moved to 2-0. Now, the Atlanta Falcons playing on that Sunday, the same day as those Atlanta Braves lost. The Falcons won. Matt Ryan, 371 yards passing on four touchdowns. Todd Gurley only had 47 yards rushing. And the key to the Vikings offense and pretty much the only bright spot, Justin Jefferson, 166 yards receiving and two touchdowns. The Falcons offense was just too good. Julio Jones got his first touchdown. Calvin Ridley had a touchdown as well. And they just blew them out of the water. 40-23, 40-23, to 23. we had this win as well. We moved to 3-0. Now, the first surprise on the day was those Denver Broncos going into New England and beating Cam Newton. Drew Locke threw for two interceptions, only 189 yards, and 10 receptions. That's it. So who carried him? That rushing attack. 23 carries, 101 yards for Philip Lindsay. And Tim Patrick had four receptions for a hundred and one yards. A hundred and one of his hundred ninety-eight yards passing for Drew Locke came from Tim Patrick. This was a game of defenses and surprisingly low scoring, but Denver won. That's our first loss of the day. We moved to three and one, and Denver moved to two and three, winning eighteen to twelve. Another unbeaten. Er, or excuse me, hadn't won, ended up winning this weekend with the New York Giants beating the Washington football team 20-19. to Kyle Allen did look pretty good and is, is going to keep his job for week seven, throwing for 280 yards and two touchdowns. Daniel Jones was the leading rusher. So Daniel Jones did lead the... New York Giants in rushing seven carries, seventy-four yards, and Terry McLaurin was the leading receiver with seven receptions on seventy-four yards. This game was not offensive-filled, but when it came down to it, the better line and better defense pulled it out as the Giants get their first one of the year, twenty to nineteen. Those Baltimore Ravens went into Philly and pulled it out, although. At one point, they were up 24-6. to Philly came all the way back, scoring 22 points in the fourth quarter to lose. Miles Sanders had 118 yards rushing. Carson Wentz had the rushing touchdown, though. Lamar Jackson, again, was under 200 yards passing for the third out of fourth weeks. He did have 108 yards rushing and a touchdown. And Edwards had the other rushing touchdown. The passing game was pretty much non-existent on that side of the ball. Wentz did keep the turnovers low, 213 yards and two touchdown passes, with Fulgram being the winner of a touchdown pass and Kroom. Baltimore won this. We knew they would. We moved to 5-1 and as they beat the Philadelphia Eagles 30-28. to Continuing on our games, we have those Cleveland Browns getting absolutely destroyed by the Pittsburgh Steelers. Ben Roethlisberger and the gang beat them 38-7, moving to 5-0 on the season. He was not much of a factor in this game, only throwing for one touchdown pass and 162 yards. That's because James Conner had 20 carries, 101 yards, and a touchdown, milking over 10 minutes of clock during that span. And Chase Claypool... The rookie leading the leagues again this week, and a lot of teams, Chase Claypool, 74 yards and a rushing touchdown to lead Pittsburgh to the win, 38-7, as we move to 6-1 on the week. One of the better games of the day, Chicago Bears in that defense going in to Carolina and beating the Carolina Panthers 23-16. Twenty-three to sixteen. Teddy Bridgewater was not very good, with two interceptions, two hundred and sixteen yards on sixteen completions. David Montgomery sure milked that clock with nineteen carries and fifty-eight yards. But D.J. Moore for Bridgewater had five receptions and ninety-three yards. This Chicago Bears defense was the top scorer in fantasy this week, as they kept Carolina four times. They turned over the ball with two interceptions from Bridgewater and two fumbles in the running game. This Bears defense has kept them in every game this year and will continue as this weather turns cold. Bears won. We did not have them winning this, though. And so we dropped to 6-2 and two as the Bears beat the Carolina Panthers 23-16. Those Detroit Lions went into Jacksonville and won. Minshew did look pretty decent, though, 243 yards and a touchdown. And Keelan Cole had 143 yards receiving for Jacksonville, but did not contribute to a lot of offense as the Lions won 34-16 under the feet of DeAndre Swift, rushing for 116 yards and two touchdowns. Lions scored in every quarter a touchdown and looked much, much improved, but they are not an NFC contender as they are just eating up on a team that is truly tanking for Lawrence. We had Jacksonville winning this, so we do drop to six and three on the week. Moving on, the Miami Dolphins blow out the New York Jets. No surprise there. 24 to zero even having a Tua Tagovaiola sighting on the day. Ryan Fitzpatrick only threw for 191 yards, but didn't need to do much because that was for three touchdowns. Miles Gaskins had 18 carries for 91 yards, and Bashad Perryman had 62 yards receiving from Joe Flacco. The Dolphins look good. The Jets do not. And... The Dolphins moved to 3-3 if the Jets are still winless. And that's all that needs to be said on this game. We had Miami winning, and they did, 24-0. We moved to 7-3. Another game on the day were those Green Bay Packers absolutely getting blown out in Tampa Bay. Tom Brady looked okay with 166 yards passing and two touchdowns, but... The more scary thing is that this Buccaneers team scored 38 points, with Brady under 200 yards passing on the day. Ronald Jones had 23 carries, 113 yards, and two touchdowns. And Gronkowski, yes, that man that was in New England for all those years, had 78 yards receiving and a beautiful catch in the corner of the end zone for a touchdown. The Packers looked abysmal, and Aaron Rodgers through a pick six as well. Tampa Bay won this. We did not have them winning, as so we dropped to 7-4 and four on the week. But that's okay because Brady won, and when Brady wins, the NFC just gets a little bit tighter, and that is fun for us to watch on Sunday football. So the Sunday night game was those. San Francisco 49ers, Versus the L.A. Rams. We picked the Rams to win this, thinking that Jimmy G's performance last week against those Miami Dolphins was going to rattle him for this week, but it did not. Jimmy G threw for three touchdowns and 268 yards passing, with George Kittle being the recipient of seven receptions, 109 yards, and touchdown. Keeping his name up there with the greats of the tight end community of 2020. And the only bright spot for this Rams... Was the second half as they scored ten points, and on Daryl Henderson's fourteen carries and eighty-eight yards. Forty ers again; it was their defense stepping it up this week. We did not have them winning as well, so we dropped to seven and five. It's a little bit of a of a downer week so far, but Forty ers moved to three and three. Rams are still four and two, so that division is tight, especially with the Seattle Seahawks being five and zero. That is the division to watch in the NFC, that NFC West. The Monday slate had two games. Our Kansas City Chiefs at the 4 o'clock time slot beating those Buffalo Bills, which we had. And they won 26-17, not on the arm of Patrick Mahomes, but rather the legs of this running back committee running for 46 times versus throwing for 21. Yes, that is over double the rushes over passes. Clyde edwards elayer had 161 yards rushing. Daryl Williams had a touchdown. Mahomes had 10 carries for 36 yards because that Bill's line was all over Mahomes, but only sacking him one time. Patrick did have 225 yards and two touchdown passes versus Josh Allen's 122 yards passing. That is abysmal for two touchdowns and that interception on the day. Allen was the leading rusher as well for 42 yards, and the two touchdown passes from Allen were two Diggs and Beasley, while Kelsey had the two touchdowns from Mahomes. This Chiefs defense, when needed, Came up big. They didn't have a sack and only one interception, but they made the Bills punt a lot. And, you know, that's all that's needed. The Chiefs defense or offense held the ball for over 20 minutes longer than the Bills at the end of the game. In the second half, they just ran it down their throat, averaging over six yards, a rush. This Chiefs team adding Le'Veon Bell next week didn't even look like they needed. And I even thought, Le'Veon who? So, moving forward, this Chiefs team running up against a more lighter schedule, moving into the late October into November timeframe, looked to be a formidable team and and looked like they got back on track after that Oakland Raiders loss last week. Again, Chiefs won 26-17. We moved to 8-5 on the week. That last game of the week was those Dallas Cowboys against the Arizona Cardinals, and it wasn't even a game. Arizona won this one 38-10. We had that, so we finished the week 9-5, not too shabby. And Andy Dalton was okay actually. They asked him to throw 54 times, completing 34 of those for 266 yards and a TD. But the Arizona offense sure looked good. That second quarter, they had 21 points in second quarter. Kenyon Drake, 20 carries, 164 yards and two touchdowns. And Christian Kirk only had two receptions, but they were for 86 yards and two touchdowns. That is quality receiving for sure. On the other side, Ezekiel Elliott had two fumbles. Yes, he did have 49 yards, but two fumbles. The the touchdown catch went to Amari Cooper with 79 yards and a touchdown. And you know what? This team with only 10 points without Dak Prescott, but with all their weapons healthy, was kind of a surprise. But When Dalton throws two picks, gets sacked three times, and has a QBR rating of 38.7, he ain't going to do much. The running game moving forward, can we trust Elliott? Can we not? We don't know. So, like Stephen A. loves to say on ESPN Radio, it's a bad day for them boys. And it was, as the Cardinals win 38-10. Reminder, the bye weeks were those Las Vegas Raiders, New Orleans Saints, Los Angeles Chargers, and the Seattle Seahawks. So we finished the week at and 9-5, and we moved to 61-29-1 on the season. Not too shabby for our first year in picking NFL games. Tune in later for the week 7 picks and discussion. This was Kyle Dirksen on the Great Plains Sports Podcast, and I hope you have a wonderful day in Great Plains, USA.